on this week's episode of Marketing O'Clock. Stop, shop, and scroll with Facebook and Instagram shops. It's time to get schooled. Google announces three new courses coming to their career certificates. Apple may be launching a new search engine that we seriously hope will be good. Jess <laughs> and her sad baby dolls subjected us to Sarah McLaughlin, the Deftones, and Seagulls. Shep brings a shakaroni to a banana to help keep the spark alive in her marriage. She loves her husband a bunch. And move over, Dwayne Johnson. Craig's kiddos rock out as the Backstreet Boys cover band in honor of the latest Jumanji flick. All on today's show. Marketing O'Clock is your weekly dose of digital marketing news. A proud part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. We record every week from the Cypress North Studios located in beautiful Buffalo, New York. Tune in to our critically acclaimed Famous Friday News Show for insights, updates, rants, and much more as we cover the full gamut of digital marketing for you. If you want to follow along, just check out our show notes or head over to marketingoclock.com for all of the links from today's articles. And please subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Hey there, I'm Christine Zernheld. AKA Shep. I'm Jess Bud. And I'm Greg Finn. And it is officially Marketing O'Clock. Here on August 28th, 2020. Remember, you can catch our famous Friday news show each and every Friday morning. All your digital marketing news from the week. Powered by the digital marketing community. And if you want to join in the conversation, just hit us up. We are at Marketing O'Clock everywhere. Hello, everyone. Thank you for being here again for another episode of Marketing O'Clock. I hope we don't have any like power outages or thunder while we're recording today. We have some weather going through. But what is happening with everyone? So you said that and literally the National Grid, which is our power company truck, just pulled out in front of my house. Oh, no. <laughs> At least so I think they're waiting. Them. Yeah, they're waiting for something to happen. <laughs> That's good. I, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I, I don't think the weather's going to hit me, but I had a little bit of weather this weekend when we went up to the Adirondacks. We're here in New York, so we really are dissuaded from leaving the state by any cost. So we have to find things to do in the state. And we're up in the Adirondacks, and my daughter wouldn't take a nap on Saturday. And mm. she was eating, and it looked like she was about to fall into her food. She was so tired. And I'm like, you are just the most tired thing in the world. And she looks at me and goes, Oh yeah, daddy, you want to see how fast I can run? And so then I start falling over laughing. And so I'm like dying laughing and I just, she's, she's a hoot. Right. And then, so she goes, are you going to use that on the podcast, daddy? Aww, <laughs> she like, knows. Like, well, do I have permission to? And she said, yes. So do they funny. listen every week? No, they don't listen. You just tell them when you talk about them. I play it for them if they're on it or if I'm talking about them. So I need to get their blessing. I don't want to just, you know, use them for the show and for ratings. I think I really am the only one of us who has people in their house who listen. Yes. Is that true? <laughs> which, speaking of which, I'm going to talk about them again because, you know, I've been talking for a couple of weeks. My husband just went back to the office and spent a little different because we spent all of our time together and I hate bananas and he likes them. So I started writing on the bananas. <laughs> It made me feel like Jess Bud. And before you're like, oh, that's so nice. Because <laughs> I feel like this is a game, but you would write like nice things on your bananas. I'm writing all the annoying jokes that I repeat all day that I can't repeat because he's not here. Oh, that is Mostly nice. I talk about on the show anyway. So like, um, I think yesterday it said chacaroni pizza. 
So you just permanent marker on the banana. <laughs> no, it's a pen. Oh, so you wow. like write into it and then the skin turns from yellow to like brownish? Yeah. Well, it's like black. I don't know. Oh, okay. That's but I really... guess it's really embarrassing, but I'm having a great time. I'm sure he finds it very appealing. I'm sure he does. Wow. How do I never see these puns coming? And don't forget, you can check us out on YouTube in addition to the audio, wherever you consume your podcast. Just look us up on the Search Engine Journal YouTube channel. You can type that in without any spaces. And we have little short videos of all of our main news stories there as well. Yep. And today we're dark. It's dark out. So you may mm-hmm. see power go out. Who knows? But that's over on Search Engine Journal. And please leave us a review or say something nice. Give us a recommendation. It makes this all worthwhile. And first up in the news this week, Facebook is expanding checkout on Instagram and Facebook shops to all businesses and creators. And Facebook shops is essentially a new shopping tab in the Facebook app. This story is very confusing in general because they're just saying shop a million times. But here's how they explain it. Facebook shop makes it easy for people to find products from businesses they love, discover new ones, and make purchases all in one place. So they say it's easy to do that, but they don't talk about how easy it is to pay for these products because everything that I saw in my shopping tab is like, who do you take me for? Do you think I'm some kind of millionaire? This first one is this like designer... First of all, who's wearing these outfits right now? No one. They're like ball gowns. <laughs> so they're thinking you're going to have a ball gown. How much does that ball gown run for all the audio listeners? Okay. I guess the most exp- – well, first of all, the most expensive one is a cocktail dress for $6,000. You can't even have a cocktail around people anymore. Who would do this? I don't you know. You could buy a lot of cocktails for that. And if you were going to do it, like, wouldn't you do more research? Like, who's going to buy it on Instagram? or Facebook. Then they have this other one, (laughs) Stray Dog Designs. Hello, artichoke lamp. Is that you? We've been searching for you for so long. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not on Facebook looking for an artichoke lamp. And then I have this very expensive bracelet from Maui Designs Jewelry too. How much does that thing run? Oh, I don't even see a price on here. It's like when the cars don't have prices on them. Uh Mm, Bad sign. Yeah. So retailers can manage their Facebook shops and their Instagram shop accounts through Shops, a single online store that customers can access on both Facebook and Instagram. They launched it in May, but now it's going to be available for every business and they're adding some new features. And another big announcement, Facebook is waiving all selling fees for businesses through the end of 2020. That also sounds like a promise that there will be fees after 2020. So I would take advantage of this now. And shops will integrate with Messenger and Instagram Direct so businesses can assist customers while they're shopping in the apps. And finally, the most exciting part for me, they launched Instagram Live Shopping and Facebook Live Shopping, which is very excited for all the QVC fans. Oh no, is QVC done, Shep? No way! I watch QVC on Facebook all the time, actually, because they'll like show the broadcast on on um, Facebook Live. And if anyone's wondering, the TSV today was a set of three Harry Slatkin autumn escape candles for under $38. And you know, we're all in our separate homes right now, but scent is really a way we can all burn the same candle and be together. And these have like over 50 hours of burning time and they're just fabulous. So you, you should check them out. Are they soy? No, I don't know. Oh. Is the soy candle good? I think it's better because it doesn't have soot, so it doesn't stain your walls. I've heard that. I can't. I don't know if it's true. Do you have any cheaper candles? I mean, I'm not a math guy here, but these seem like it's like 12 
fifty a candle. Twelve thirty three a candle. Are the hours candles? of burn time? Yeah. It's like a and dollar an hour. Harry said, he said, I don't say this all the time. This is the second best scent I've ever developed about one of the pumpkin candles. What is his first? He didn't say. Oh, Harry. He's not selling that one, Greg. It's not today's special value. Yes, I know what TSV stands for. Okay. Maybe he'll be shop. selling them on Facebook shop soon. What else is happening what, this week? What even is TSV? But what is that? Today's, today's special, special value. value. Or oh, on QBC2, oh, oh, they have so the big sorry. deal of the day. Okay, well, I'll buy these I'll buy these, these hairy candles and I'll <laughs> ship one out to each of you and we can burn them for next week's show. How about that? Harry <laughs> candles, is that Harry Styles' brother? <laughs> oh I don't think God. you're related based on first names, but, you know, I'm not a biologist. That's what they're saying. Like, we're all apart. We can't be in each other's homes, but we can have these, these scents that really bring us together. It was such a nice thought, you know? It's just a way to sell more candles because you got to buy them for your friends too. But I appreciate the effort. Hot take, I don't want to see a pumpkin in August. Sorry. I got more for you later than Greg. But first, big news about Google Career Certificates, which is Google's program aimed at providing career-specific education and validation of professional skills. It's a mouthful. The program is designed to be completed in six months, though there's no time limit for this. It helps folks interested in digital get on basically a faster track towards employment, regardless of their previous experience in the field or if they have any level of formal education whatsoever. So there's already a certificate out there that you can get. It's the IT Support Specialist Certification. But the news here and why we're talking about this is that they've announced three new courses that are coming soon. They don't specify when soon is, but soon sounds soon. And those three courses are data analyst, <laughs> project manager, and UX designer. So those are all valid, uh, valid programs for our listeners here. And the certificate programs are all hosted on Coursera. So the fee is only $49 a month. So I'm not Google certified in math because they don't have that yet. But you, if you complete it in a six month time frame, <laughs> you can get the certification for under 300 bucks, which is a pretty good deal. And Google has also said that if that is expensive or, you know, out of range for you, they will have grants and scholarships made available even to help out with that $49 a month fee. So that is really, really nice to see. Oh, nice. And yeah, it's really nice. And after completing the course, it's not over. Certified individuals will have access to resources that can help them get a job and not just with Google either. They're going to help people find employment out in the world. And if you do want to work for Google, the good news is, according to the SVP of Global Affairs at Google, he said, and this is a quote, in our own hiring, we will now treat these new career certificates as the equivalent of a four-year degree for related roles. So that's huge, right? There's a lot of consideration, at least internally with Google, and hopefully Google's clout will help you um, elsewhere. I know so someone makes- who I think will love this. Who? Greg Finn. <laughs> I couldn't love this more. Anti-college. I- I am not anti-college. I'm anti-thinking that college means something, right? Like <laughs> That's anti-college. <laughs> it's As not anti-college. Go yeah. to college, live your life. Have like I think Just there are some for fun. Look, I understand Shep, you're a hater, but if somebody came to me and said I took these, well actually, you know what? I take it all back. I'm anti this because I've gone through Google certification programs and it is hot garbage hot garbage. So I, but I do think that college is like ripe to be disrupted. And you see things like the Lambda school out there where they are trying to reconfigure college. And if these certifications and these degrees, A, they can be used at Google and any of the major tech companies out there, 
why wouldn't you take these? Like, I, I don't care about what you went to school for. I kind of care about you is, was generally my thought process. Tell, do you think that's wrong, Shep? So I guess you just don't care about the geography class that I took online at my liberal arts university. Well, it's look, fine. I'm sure you're going to do better at Jeopardy and everything, but like, I don't know how that's going to help. I mean, I guess maybe you can, you can like dial right into the geographic zip code when you're targeting <laughs> ads or something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I just think there's a lot of fluff in college. And then I think that people just generally don't know what they want to be when they're in college. I'm not as anti-college as you. I will say if these courses are good, that's pretty awesome. So question, yeah. did you go to college for the position you're in right now? No. I did mark I did more than you guys did, I think. I did marketing. I never took a marketing class in my life. And you have a higher degree, right, Jess? Yeah, in film and television. So watch out for and me. You, you don't even edit these shows. You don't <laughs> no. even edit these shows. I edit no, these my shows. skills are like 10 years old. I can't even do it anymore. I no, did I, go for marketing and I did go for computer science. And I dropped out of computer science and just ended with marketing. So that sort of relates. But to be honest, I didn't learn anything in marketing that I use today. Yeah, I didn't really college. either. So yeah. that's why I am. You paid all that money and I get it. There are things that, that, that could be instilled into you to make you a better character and a better human. But I also think that if you have a good mentor or good people you're around, that can help happen too. And I don't know why people go so far into debt for things like this when you could take a certificate like this or go to the Lambda School or something like that. So Shep, you are correct. Maybe that makes me anti-college and good. I am then. And hopefully we can be pro these Google certifications because Greg, to your point, the other ones we've taken like Google ad certified, like unless applying recommendations in an account is a coveted job skill, like it's garbage, you don't need it. But hopefully if you're actually paying for these courses, they're, they're something and they seem like they're going to carry quite a bit of weight. So give them a shot if you're interested. I mean, could, you know, at minimum, it costs you 49 bucks for a month and then you can quit. Try it. Yeah. And I'm actually going to backtrack in my anti-college because I heard that there's a college out there at Penn State that gets extra credit when they listen to marketing and clock. <laughs> So I am only <laughs> for Penn State. And I think Penn State is the best college out there. And they have good ice cream too. But they do, it's right, great. Jess? You told me that about the... Uh, yeah. Yeah. Extra yeah, I don't want to blow in the professor. You know if it's your course and you better be listening, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next up, John Henshaw. At Henshaw on Twitter and maybe the best interview we ever had here on Marketing Clockback when he did interviews, put out a fantastic article on... Koi Wolf News. Koi Wolf is a fantastic digital marketing community that you can hop in and get special kind of secret forums you can pay for and they're membership only. But he put out a great article talking about why Apple may have a search engine soon that will compete against Google. And he talks about the change that is happening in Spotlight Search on iOS and iPadOS 14, where they're bypassing Google. Um, some of the changes that may be happening overseas with Google being the default search engine where they've been paying billions of dollars to Apple. And there's also some additional items in a support document from Apple. So John went through and it's a fantastic article because it, it lays everything out really well. Um, and he started by saying it wasn't clear if Apple uses Bing anymore. The results are labeled only as Siri suggestions um, in Spotlight Search. So there's this new option out there and it looks like it might be specifically Apple. 
Um, and Apple recently updated its Apple bot web crawler page. So the update talks about how you can verify traffic came from AppleBot, expanded details on the AppleBot user agent, including differences between desktop and mobile version, some expanded robots.txt rules for Apple, um, and a few other sections. So they've been kind of bolstering around this AppleBot and the potential for a search engine. And this is absolutely enormous, right? Like if you were Tim Cook or Tim Apple, from Apple, um, you would absolutely think about the, some next steps, right? And as bad as Apple Maps have been or as bad as Siri has been, people still use that. And people, especially folks that use Apple, they're like very committed and aren't going to leave to go to a different platform. Um, and they're going to deal with what comes their way. And if you can start making money off of search and making your own results, even if they're not, you know, phenomenal, if it's more convenient, it is going to be a fantastic revenue generator for Apple. So, um, you know, why wouldn't they do this? Only concern is, do you, you got, you are both Apple folks, correct? Yep. Yep. Do well, you, iPhone, do you, not my computer. Do you use Siri? No. Yep. I mean, I, I think to me, that's the bit, do you use Apple Maps? No. No. Okay. I, I think to me, that's the biggest challenge, right? Is like, what if Apple search stinks? They launch it and it's like Siri and all of a sudden people are like, I'm, no, I'm not doing it. I'm going to go install Assistant or I'm going to go install Alexa and I'm going to go live my life through these different apps. Um, I think Maps people come around a little bit on, but Siri, I think it's gotten better. When I first used it, it was unusable. She's so. useless. <laughs> So that's, that's my only concern is if Apple search is like Siri, then Apple, you're in trouble. But if not, I mean, you heard it here first. Bye, 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 Apple stock right now. All right, our next story. According to 9to5Google, a carousel of TikTok-esque short videos has been spotted in Google Discover. And you'll notice I said TikTok-esque, not TikTok, because these videos are from different platforms, such as Trell, which is an Indian TikTok competitor, and everybody's favorite Google side project. Forget about Tangy. What? You're the only person who's ever... I'm convinced that Tangy's a conspiracy theory that you started. No, I, we've talked about it at least four times in the show in passing. Just is, you. It's just is, you. What's the name of the one where you roll your eye, your, your face? You get the blood out of your That's cheeks. jade rolling. Jade rolling? No, but what, what Google app is that on? Oh, the shopping one. Who shop, knows? you talked about it. Yeah, it was Whatever. like, sh aren't they all just called shop? Yeah, it was not tangy. It was not tangy. <laughs> so anyway, according to this article, it's a pretty small test for now. There's only been one report of this in the wild. There's a lot of speculation that Google is playing with this in advance of the release of YouTube shorts, which are the, the TikTok-esque videos on YouTube that are coming. So presumably those would make an appearance in the Discover carousel as well. So even though it was a small test, I thought I'm going to just see how cool I am. I hopped into my Google app to see if it showed up for me and discover, obviously it didn't, but you know, what did was some breaking music news. You guys, just so you know, the new Deftones album, which is dropping on September 25th, Who is she? will feature, get out of here. This album will feature some seagulls. That was the headline that I got. And the Deftones chef are a band that is as old 
probably as you. The lead singer's 47. I looked it up. But there's a quote from the drummer in this article. It says, we've had crickets before. There are always teeny hidden beasts and insects stashed away. So I'm really excited for the seagulls. Thank you to Metal Injection for that hot scoop. Seagulls are like the worst noise of all time. They're spooky, according to Chino Marino. <laughs> B, I know we always make fun of the TikTok. I keep getting these recommendations on Instagram reels for this girl who I just feel so bad for. Like, if you're like a good dancer and you're showing off your moves on TikTok, great. She's literally doing that thing. She's just looking in the camera like, Aww. <laughs> Watch me on YouTube if you want to see my TikTok. She's bringing nothing to the table. She's like just trying to look pretty. And I just want to talk to her and tell her that this isn't good. How old is she? Is she young? She's she probably get it? like 18. I don't know. Well, I like to maybe. think she's of age and I'm not mean for making fun of her. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> but she's like, <laughs> do nice something funny or something useful or don't do it. I mean, I agree, but that's not what TikTok is for. TikTok is for bogus actions like that dance move you just did that everyone should go to the search engine <laughs> journal YouTube channel to see. It's not dancing. Like people just move their hands. It makes me mad. Sorry. Back but, to your story. Yeah. Well, actually to get to the marketing angle of the story is if you do video and you can turn them into shorts, check it out. Like we were talking with uh, BFF for the show, Glenn Gabe, and he was talking about discover pushing stories and if they start really trying to push shorts give it a test right like it may fall off like google plus did and like authorship did and all these things that at one point we thought would make sense but cut your stuff up make a short if you're in a video and give it a spin like i am as anti-short and anti-story as possible but when it comes to our clients we're gonna do everything and so if we can do a quick short that explains something or does something or is fun, we're going to do it. So give it a test yourself. No seagulls though. Oh, no seagulls. <laughs> Just Steven. And if you Just like, seagull. if you like stories, we are now doing our own little web stories that used to be amp stories. Uh, we have Katie on our team. She is making all of our stories and they're fantastic. So if you just search for Marketing Clock, we'll figure out some way to, to share it in the show notes over at marketingclock.com. But we've got little stories that break down all the things we talk about today with some images. And they've been fire for the past few weeks. And um, check that out if you want to see more from us. Now it's time for this week's Take of the Week. This is a hashtag fire digital marketing take with extra spice served up for you. We simply deliver the take for your consumption. We give no opinions. We don't influence. You make the call. And this week we've got a take from Anna Blanken at Anna underscore arrow on Twitter. And she says, agencies that hold client data hostage are terrorists. Change my mind, period. PPC chat. This, I was just saying this week that I need some better like punishment ideas than saying everyone needs to be arrested or go to jail. <laughs> and here we have it. They're terrorists. Yeah, uh, yeah. this is bad. I don't want to change her mind. She's no, right. she's right. She's right. I mean, I, I don't know about terrorists, evil. <laughs> I, I, I'm with Anna though. Yeah. And we've, we've dealt with that before where people set things up in a way that is non-transferable and they think that's a competitive advantage and it isn't it never will be nobody likes it and it's you're not shady. gonna get more business it's rude right we go it's out rude. of our way we go out of our way 
to hop on calls and walk people through owning their own accounts at our agency, Cypress North. And those agencies that don't do that and don't give things up, yeah, maybe she's right. Maybe they're terrorists. Maybe she's right. Great take, Anna. And now it's time for this week's I See Why Am I. This is just something you might not have seen. Maybe something that you overlooked, but you shouldn't have. I see why am I people from Martin McDonald at search Martin on Twitter. If Apple does release a web search engine, it'll be the same as their maps product. Initially absolute trash. So we'll all ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Then sneakily over about six years, they'll catch up, but nobody notices and only diehard fans care. I mean, I'm proof of that because I had no idea that apparently Apple maps is no longer trash, but Greg said it earlier too. But maybe you're using it. What if you're actually using Apple Maps and you don't know it? Uh, I'm not. How do you <laughs> Why know? do you think I am? What do you do? Do you type in an address? How do Google you Google Maps? It? You yeah, open the up app. the app. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you know, maybe they uh, they can't convert some folks. Maybe it is. We should try it. Digital not marketing podcasters. I don't know. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should get. Well, I don't go anywhere. That's the problem. That's the thing. Like. <laughs> Since no one's going anywhere, it's a bad time to test that. Oh, well. Now it's time for this week's lightning round. Pew, pew. At this point in the show, we split up our content into three parts. Paid, organic, and social. And first up in the paid universe this week from Corey Dobbin, at Corey Dobbin on Twitter, you can now use existing story posts as story placement ads on Facebook. And he also notes that you can't use existing stories with emojis, GIFs, or stickers, and they cannot be used for carousel ads. So very exciting for easier ad creative. That is an option available to you. Do you know if you can use them for GIFs or no? You just say whatever I don't say every time. And next up, Google promised or threatened to release a new default setting that will block ads that violate their heavy ad intervention policy at the end of August. And I know this is shocking to everyone, but we are getting pretty close to the end of August. So this is in the news. They're not exactly saying when this is happening, but Chrome 85 was released on Tuesday. So people are thinking maybe it coincided with that. And Chrome's definition of heavy ads are using ads to consume more than four megabytes of network data or 60 seconds of total CPU. My definition of heavy ads are just those really heart-wrenching Sarah McLaughlin ones. With the dogs? Yeah, it's just, you know, it ruins my whole day. It's so sad. So sad. If Google really wanted to speed the web up, you know what they do? Block Chrome. Edge for life, baby. <laughs> okay, Way to take the focus away from the sad animals, Craig. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I guess they'll just stay hungry. In the arms of an angel. <laughs> oh, don't do it. You want to hear a true embarrassing story? I used to love Sarah McLaughlin. I guess I still do. Um, and I would play that CD when I was in like fourth grade playing with my dollhouse and I would like pretend that something tragic happened, but I wouldn't like make up a tragedy, but like something bad happened to the family and the mom would be like tucking in the babies and singing that song. And I did that on many occasions. I have like memories of of that. That's really sad. That should have been a sign of things to come with all your (laughs) dark (laughs) obsessions. That's Just, terrible. That is a terrible story, but I appreciate it. <laughs> and more so, I appreciate the fact that you can go from in the arms of an angel, 
with baby doll dollhouses to getting excited that Chino Moreno from the Deftones is going to include seagulls in the September release. Like that's range. Music, baby. I love it. Listen to it on shuffle. Ugh, don't. <laughs> so if you have heavy ads on your site, take them down or you might be in trouble. And next up, Google announced it is rolling out new AdSense reporting in the coming weeks. If you use AdSense on your site, your reporting will automatically be switched, but you can toggle back to the old version if you want for the time being. Highlights include a redesigned interface to make it easier to select date ranges, filters, and breakdowns, improved charts that are more closely integrated with the table, a new mobile optimized reporting page, and the ability to hover over information icons in the interface to get explanations of metrics. And John Kagan at John Kagan on Twitter was just checking out his call details report in Google Ads when he noticed a new column. Caller phone number. This just doesn't seem good. It has the phone number of everyone who called him from ads. Yeah, and that, right. I, I mean, he thankfully John is the man. He crossed everything out, so you can't see the numbers. Mm -hmm. But that is very strange that Google would show you those numbers in Google Ads and just put it out there. Yeah. So I don't know if that'll be going away soon, but very strange. Because you always think Google's like, oh, I need you know, there's there's privacy and protection, and everything's not provided. We can't even show search you know, information. And then you're like, Oh, here's the phone number that called. Yeah. Here are the number of <laughs> seconds that they talked. It's like, dude, you're not call rail. Like you, you, we didn't say to do this. That's strange. Yeah. They're always taking things away. Now they're just giving this random thing back that nobody asked for. Very weird. And next up, people in the travel industry are really upset that Google is continuing to go after them for their unpaid bills that grew out of the COVID-19 economic collapse. So Facebook, Amazon, and some other companies were reportedly offering discounts to partners or offering payment plans for overdue bills, but Google is not. And they're also not letting these companies run new ads until they pay their invoices, which I mean, okay, maybe that's reasonable. I get the people are upset, but this invoice in particular, they have as an example in this article must be really overdue because it says the outstanding balance on your Google AdWords account remains unpaid. And we're going into like year two and a half now, right? Since the name changed. So maybe they should pay their invoices. I'm kind of on Google side for that one. Oh, really? <laughs> no, I can't be that. Because Google still calls Google Ads AdWords many, many times. And even if you log into Google Ads Editor, you have to go through and confirm Google AdWords account and things like that. They, they'll still say AdWords all the time. Nobody ever like did a, a find replace on AdWords at the entire company over there. I know, Greg, this is a brand new eviction notice or whatever you call it. <laughs> this is from this week and they're calling it Google AdWords. Yeah. I'd, why pay it, right? That's not I a product. I don't, I don't and, serve yeah, ads I'm, on Google I'm, AdWords. I don't AdWords at all this year. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and CBS is launching their new ad network finally, CBS Media Exchange or CMX. And it gives advertisers access to online and offline channels, including in-store ads and banners on the CVS.com website, along with programmatic display, online video, social media, and search. They're also offering online, online and in-store tracking and measurement. I said this when they first came out with this. I don't know who would care, like who's going to CVS.com. This just makes me want to get cozy. It's raining out now and put on 
the best Jess Bud playlist there is. CBS playlist. Oh, it's a good playlist. The one that used to play while you were a CBS employee, correct? Pretty much. Yeah. I mean, I had to make it myself on Spotify, but it's all the songs that would come on while I was there. And this, you want to talk about range, Greg, musically, it's a psh, fire. They have good taste at CBS. Is uh, Sarah McLaughlin on it by chance? I don't know if she is, actually. A lot she's of Anna Kendrick. Thirsty. Anna Kendrick? No, Anna Nalick. Anna, Anna Kendrick Nalick. is, oh, yeah. yeah. That 2 a.m. song. Oh, yeah. Well, I just hope when they send out those invoices, like we talked about with Google, that they send them out with a huge astronomically long receipt. (laughs) Different story, but okay, I love it. You can apply your extra bucks towards your bill. And that is it for paid. What's happening in organic? We've got a lot of news here in organic this week. And first up, Google is letting retailers customize their product information in search results. And much like they allowed webmasters to customize the way that web pages showed up in Google search, you can now do that with products. So there's a display no snippet for products and you can control what will be pulled into the search engine results pages. So one thing that you can do is you can use a no snippet tag. If you don't want your product to actually look like a product, if you're saying, I want to opt out of all this, Google's saying, go right ahead. You can do that. So I like that. I don't know who exactly would do that because we have being a product has a lot of good features with that. Another thing you can do is you can truncate the number of that the number of characters that show in that snippet. So if you don't want it to be too large, which again, I don't know who would want to do that, you can truncate it. Also, you can get rid of specific HTML. You cannot show up for um, specific products in the Google search. And I believe you can also remove an image. So if your image stinks or you think people are going to click or something, you're like, this is a really ratty sock that I'm selling or something. You can just put the listing out there and remove the image from it. So I love the fact that Google is giving more control to webmasters. Next up, Google Assistant app is now using your searches to make personalized recommendations. And this comes from Sarah Perez over at TechCrunch. And this is a feature that's two years old called Snapshot, but it's coming back for mobile users. So Google's trying to give folks a better way to see what is happening today. If there's stocks that somebody owns, packages in transit, recipes, and also your search history if it relates. So you're going to start getting updates from assistants saying, oh, you've got this task to do today. You have to call the school or something like that. And it'll pull through and give a notification. Or if you've, it can read your email and say that you've got a package coming, you'll get that notification. So it's overall pretty cool. Um, and they've got a really nice video explaining it. I believe it's over on Android where it is, but head over to the show notes if you want. And they break it down into this feature having three main elements, the aggregation, acceleration and automation and how it helps folks. What would what would 2020 look like? I, I, I get the alliteration that Google used here. Aggregation, acceleration, automation. They're all A's, right? That's alliteration. Yeah. yeah. You could also add alliteration to the list. You could. <laughs> you could. If you're wrong, because that starts with an I. Oh, it does. No, it doesn't. I don't know. Only if you're illiterate. I'm looking it up. <laughs> It's an A. You could add alliteration, absolutely. <laughs> but I came up, I'm like, those three A's are really catchy. Who wouldn't want this? And I'm like, let's make an alliteration like 
in real life if I was using this. So 2020, I've got aggregation, isolation, and Armageddon. That's what I've got. But I'm like, yeah, that's 2020. The three A's. so sad. Yeah, aggravation, isolation, Armageddon, the three A's. That's Isolation doesn't start with an A. I mean, just be creative with it. All right, next up from BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe. He put out a tweet saying, quick update. I shared previously that Google Search Console started showing scroll to text URLs for Google Images starting on August 4th. Well, now I'm seeing those web search starting on August 19th. If this sticks, it will make it easier to identify featured snippets in Search Console. I hope it's not a bug. And so he's seeing the... Again, it's that scroll to text. So it, if you've searched on Google, click the feature snippet, you'll sometimes hop down and that will be like highlighted in yellow for you. So now he's seeing that. He doesn't know if it's going to stick or stay. There's a whole bunch of conversation. If you want to see the replies and what Glenn's talking about, head on over to marketingclock.com for more. And next up from our favorite detective, Jane Mansham Wong, at Wong M. Jane on Twitter. Spotify is working on a podcast topics search, which is really cool because the example that you can see is that there's many, there's so many topics. And one of the issues that people find is there's not specifically a topic for you when you look at maybe the Apple charts, right? There's business. So we're in business, but we're, you know, we're really marketing. And some of the topics that they had were so specific. It's like Fox News is a topic. Gavin Newsom, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New Orleans Saints. So you can really dial down into what matters to you. So I love this. And I just love Jane. She finds everything. She's the best. And next up from Power Listener of the Show, Andrea Cruz. Andrea Cruz, 92 on Twitter. I don't even know why she's in the organic. It feels so weird. Like it's like the past two weeks when Glenn's been up in the paid side. I don't like it. Like, I mean, things I are upside down. I love yeah. both you guys, but like, it just throws you for a loop. So she found that Google was adding a thin line between organic results to better differentiate one result from the next. And you can hop on over and see it in action. So the organic results have a very, very, very small line in between them, segmenting them from the next result in the search engine results pages. All right, next up from our very own, from our agency here, Cypress North, is an article called Why Multi-Channel Funnel Reports Don't Match Other Google Analytics Reports. And this is from Sarah Burke on our team, at Data by Sarah on Twitter. And in case you didn't know, Google reports differently based on the reports that you're looking at. So if you're looking at MCF report or multi-channel funnel report, it reports completely different than Google Analytics does on the main data that you find. So the main data you find kind of removes direct from that. And if it can find the last meaningful touch, it will skip direct and attribute it to that. Most people don't know that. But if you look at the MCF reports, it will actually count direct if it was the last touch. It's a whole thing, but Sarah breaks it down. And I haven't seen this anywhere before, so that's kind of why it's news. We're trying to explain it to some clients, and Sarah did a nice write-up on it on how it works and why it is how it is. So this should be an eye-opener. Head on over to Marketing Clock if you want more. 
And next up from Google Webmasters at Google WMC on Twitter. They have a new way to report urgent bugs or other issues if you find them. So they say Google provides many support mechanisms, but we recognize there can be situations where site owners may wish to report urgent bugs or other issues in a timely manner to help or piloting a new reporting system beginning with security issues. So there is a link. You can go to marketingclock.com and find that link and report that bug and Google will try to solve that faster. I'm going to pull a page out of my daughter's book from maybe three episodes back. I'm just going to report coronavirus and see what Googlebot could do to fix that bug. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck. All right. Next up is another one from Jane Mancham Wong at Wong M. Jane on Twitter. Spotify is working on virtual events and there's going to be a new format that she found. If you're going to have a virtual event, Spotify is trying to allow people to find virtual events and then also host them, it appears. So that's cool. I know that virtual events are bigger than ever. I missed the last Google Unconference. It was it was two days ago on Wednesday and I had a seat registered. I just somehow missed it. But if maybe Spotify would be a better route for some folks to take. All right. Next up from Google, the AMP project at AMP HTML on Twitter has released the 2.0 version of the official AMP plugin for WordPress. There are big, big improvements, including advanced automation, developer tooling, optimized serving. You can head on over to Marketing Clock to see more. All right, if you are one of those folks that has an app and a web property, you will love the news from Krista Seiden on the digital debrief she has. KristaSeiden.com, she talks about the fact that The wait is over. E-commerce reporting is finally here for app and web properties in Google Analytics. Personally, I love how excited Krista is. I started following her on Twitter. She's fantastic. She gets so excited about analytics and really knows what she's talking about, obviously. So don't miss this if you're an analytics nerd. But basically, the e-commerce schema for a web plus app was released back in March and now it's here. So if you are looking to do that and track e-commerce across both, head on over to Krista's article for more information. All right, next up is a video from Martin Split and BFF of the show, Glenn Gabe, a myth-busting episode of Google's webmaster team. And there's a great talk about moving domains and anything to do with site migrations. And Glenn is with Martin and gets to ask him all these awesome questions. And he just goes for it. That's the thing I love. He's asking every single question that I would want to ask and more because he's Glenn and he's obviously smarter than I am. But the one thing that he let Martin get away with that I wouldn't is the fact that he let Martin drop, it depends, when he answered one of Glenn's questions. That's ours. That's ours as SEOs. The it depends. <laughs> Martin can't use that, but Glenn let it go. Anyway, it was really, really cool. He grills him on like what the change of address actually does. Um, at the eight minute, 25 second mark, he says, all right, so I've got my change of address in. I've got my new domain. I've got my 301 redirects. And then I submit what happens. And he kind of puts Martin on the fire, like what happens from there? And you get the answer from Google. So check it out. And then 
They also break down the lifelong question that everybody wants to know, why one plus one does not equal two. So head on over to YouTube, the Webmaster channel, and you can see that. It is a great interview. I, I, th I don't think it's supposed to be an interview, but I felt like Glenn was interviewing Martin the whole time, and I loved it. So check that out. All right, and last up here on the organic side is a tweet from Marhi Oija, and it is a new feature in Google Data Studio. And if you want to follow Marhi, he has a lot of great information. It's at Wissy underscore analytics on Twitter. And access and governance will be easier for small projects requiring just a standalone report. Fortunately, it will be possible to switch a data source from an embedded state to a reusable one. So check that out if you are a data studio savant. And that's it for Organic Jess. What's happening in social? All right, first up in social this week is from SEJ's Susan Wenegrad. That's at Susan E. Dub on Twitter. Apple's iOS 14 is poised to slash the Facebook audience network. Long story short, Apple's IDFA or identifier for advertisers, which is basically their version of a cookie, is becoming something you have to opt into with iOS 14. So users will now have to give permission for their data to be shared. And that's data like what apps they open and what they interact with. So basically the things that advertisers use for targeting. So for Facebook in particular, this means their audience network, which relies heavily on app placements for their ads. The biggest hit as a result of this change, though, isn't necessarily going to be for advertisers. It's more on the publisher side for folks that actually monetize their apps with ads. So hopefully for our listeners, that's not too big of a problem. Next up, a quick hit from Matt Navarra. That's at Matt Navarra on Twitter. Twitter has been testing out quotes as a new name basically for retweets with comment. It's the same thing. So if you see the label quotes, that's all it means. It's just that somebody retweeted but had their own thing to say. Unrelated. I they used to call it that. Did they? Quote tweet? Yeah, quote tweet. Yeah, is that the same thing? They're going back and forth. So I don't know, maybe Sounds this like isn't it. new. But whatever. I was more interested in the fact that 71.7 thousand people quoted Macaulay Culkin's tweet yesterday. He said, hey guys, want to feel old? I'm 40. You're welcome. Yeah, I feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, also don't. though- you can really see the discrepancy here because that many people added context to it, right? 71,000. Mm -hmm. yeah. 400,000 people just did, just, you know, slammed that RT button and retweeted it without quoting it. As they should, because this is important news. I mean, that could have been the news story, right? If I didn't find a way to work it in, we would have just linked to it. It's important. I would also, I don't know if it was his birthday or if it's just at some point throughout his 40th year, he's like, I'm going to share this information but it doesn't matter. Anyway, we have so many stories about TikTok this week that I'm just going to pretend that this is a TikTok and get through all of them quickly without being entertaining at all. So first- Shots fired. <laughs> yeah. I feel bad about making fun of that 18-year-old girl. Don't. She's fine. She's on the internet. She's doing it to herself. <sighs> Don't feel bad, Chuck. Okay. TikTok is mad at the Trump administration for essentially forcing them to sell- to a US company in order to avoid being banned. So they're taking legal action. They're claiming that the executive order was put together without due process or adherence to the law. That is a quote. And they filed a complaint in federal court. So I'm sure we'll have more on this as things actually shake out. But speaking of selling TikTok to a US company, Microsoft is working with Walmart in their efforts to buy it. So it's not just Microsoft anymore, it's Microsoft plus Walmart. And the idea being here that Walmart could help 
pivot TikTok more towards e-commerce, which is really, really interesting. And things are already kind of panning out that way based on this next story. They're testing well, some things. One thing I never thought would happen is people could say, how could you make TikTok that uncool? And I just <laughs> didn't see it. You're like, oh, it's TikTok from Walmart. That is uncool. That's as uncool yeah. as you can be. I guess you don't like saving big. I don't know. Look, look I just this. It's my rollback dance. I'm rolling back the savings. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So speaking of not cool, according to Mobile Marketer, TikTok this week will host its first shoppable live stream in collaboration with Network, which is a home shopping network targeting Generation Z. Uh -oh, Shep, have you Shep. heard of this? <laughs> No, but it sounds like it's coming for the Facebook live shopping or the Instagram it's live shopping. It's for QVC and HSN. Yeah, it's a home Nobody Gen Z is watching QVC. They don't have cable, but they're they on, can't get the app. They're on TikTok. Yeah, no, it's fine. They're on okay, TikTok. Okay, tell me more. <laughs> so this live stream will feature a pop-up page that lets users buy products directly without leaving TikTok, which as a marketer, I appreciate that functionality. I think that's nice. And I hope that they share it with others after this, but I'm just really distracted by the merch that they're trying to sell. So we have a screenshot that we can share with you guys. They're these shirts and they say not going anywhere, but Anywhere is one word, right, Chef? You're the copy queen. This has it as two words, and it's driving me insane. Like the well, kids. Well, I think to spell. it's just for the spacing. So put a little hyphen. That's how you're supposed to do it. This is yeah. wrong. Or put okay. it on the sleeve or pants. Like make it cool. I just, I, you know what? They dropped all the vowels in network, which I was okay with because it was a brand. But this is going too far. You can't butcher English, children. And by the time they ship, like it might be gone. So. <laughs> Just a little sad. And they'll just be vintage. <laughs> well, I just really want to know if it's like from Athletic Works brand, because that might be helping us understand if Walmart's actually going to make that purchase. <laughs> I don't think so. These I are have to like look that up. That's a Walmart brand, <laughs> Athletic Works. <laughs> I'm glad you did your homework, Craig. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, meanwhile, more from TikTok. Some videos from TikTok were served up in the Google search results on mobile. And this is not in Discover, mind you. That was a different story earlier. Unlike Discover, I did actually see this one. If you just search for George Gary or Garay, I don't know how you say this kid's last name, but he's an influencer on TikTok. And if you scroll down to the TikTok result in the SERPs, there's a video carousel within that result and you can scroll through his videos. So it's actually pretty cool. Yay. Must be nice. <laughs> Good for you, George. All right, let's move on to Pinterest. I personally have been drinking pumpkin beers since they were released about a month ago. So Greg, I know you, you think oh, that that's blasphemy. No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no pumpkin until September here. Nope. Sorry. I'm ready. I've been ready since July. So I absolutely rejoiced this week. I got a Pinterest business email and it was titled the Hocus Pocus to help your brand. And it has little skulls with cute sunflowers behind them. It's wonderful. So according to this email, it's spooky season on Pinterest already. And I dressed for the occasion. I wore my Alfred Hitchcock shirt today. And so the business Side one's got here. one of those. Side note, you always <laughs> dress for the occasion of Halloween? Yeah, seriously. Fair enough. This isn't black, guys. This is gray. This is a big deal for me. That's true. So, 
from a marketing perspective, kids, if you are on Pinterest with your brand, get ready for Halloween. All kidding aside, they had this graph in the email that shows the Pinterest search trends for Halloween versus another quote leading search engine and things kind of peak in September and then they kind of sustain versus on this leading search engine. They just kind of happen right around Halloween and they're done. So if you have anything Halloween related you can do with your business on Pinterest, now is the time you're kind of already late. What leading search engine could they be talking about? Name names. Maybe the Apple one. (laughs) Maybe. Just kidding. They wouldn't have historical data yet. (laughs) Anyway, check it out in the show notes. We'll have the graph for you there. Speaking of insights, if you need to pull Twitter follower numbers into Google Sheets, Charles Maxson has a formula for that. So you can head on over to our show notes or just grab it from him on Twitter. He's at Chaz with an S Maxson with an X. That's C-H-A-S-M-A-X-O-N on Twitter. And you can get that formula. It's pretty neat. Cool stuff. So Guys, I don't know if you knew this, but Reddit has a live streaming service called the Reddit Public Access Network, or RPAN, which just reminds me of C-SPAN. just sounds really boring. You guys know about this? I didn't know. No. (laughs) I don't think anybody did. (laughs) Um, It's based on this article from The Verge. It sounds like it was new to the author as well. Interestingly, though, the RPAN was called Wholesome, and we're talking like Super Mario songs and cute chickens, Wholesome. So RPAN just turned a year old, so maybe that's why none of us have heard of it. Uh, But it's only available right now in a small number of subreddits, though the plan, now that it's been around for a year and everybody loves it, is to expand the availability to as many communities as wanted. So keep an eye out for that. And that's exciting because the internet needs more chickens and wholesome activity. What the internet doesn't need more of is people doing bad things. And as such, Facebook has filed lawsuits in both the UK and the US against two different developers for violating their terms of service and abusing the Facebook platform. So in one case, there were apps that were collecting information from user devices. And in the other, there was a network of bots and automation software that were being used to distribute fake engagement on posts through a paid service. So both very, very naughty things. Word to the wise, if Facebook asks you nicely not to do something, you should stop it because they're coming for you. They're actually suing people now, which I like to see. Like, stop being a butt on the internet. Be a bud, not a butt. Yeah. Thanks, Greg. Ooh, we should get that <laughs> on a t-shirt. Absolutely. And you know what? Just break words in half at any point that you want and make them two words. It's fine with the kids. All right. Lastly here, our favorite voice over at social media today, Andrew Hutchinson says, Facebook has detailed a new AI project it's developed, which is able to outline creative dance moves based on any musical input in order to help dancers and choreographers come up with new routines. And love you, Andrew, but creative is a really strong word. I watched the video these moves make anyone doing the YMCA look like a Juilliard grad. So nice try, Facebook, but it's just like um, dancing like a wow. machine. My kids do dances every week at the, the camp they go to. And this week, the theme was Jumanji and Larger Than Life. And they kept singing these songs. I'm like, are you singing the Backstreet Boys? And they're like, yeah. So it just got super embarrassing. Like, bow, bow, bow now. And they're like, oh, no, but they won't do the dance for me. So I have to figure out what the dance is and learn the dance. Then I go to TikTok, then profit. What does that have to do with Jumanji? I don't know, to be quite frank with you, but (laughs) apparently it is a larger than life game and they chose the Backstreet Boys and I don't hate it. So, okay. I'd love to see this dance. Let us know. It's also not a bad song. Since we're all about my music taste today, that album's okay. 
And that brings us to our real life segment, straight out of our accounts and into your ear holes. It's time for Working Hard or Hardly Working, where we talk about what's going on in our IRL work, good, bad, or otherwise. So it's nice that you have the option to get alerted when Google Ads runs one of your scripts. Love it. And usually it's not a problem because it'll say the campaigns it applies to. And like we have really different accounts with different campaign names. But right now we have two accounts that are pretty similar. They're like sister brands and the scripts will run this particular script. If it runs, it runs at midnight and I'm getting alerted that one of them's running and I don't know which one. Like it gives me the account number, but that not the name. I don't have the account number memorized. Just put the name in there. Hardly working. I agree. What about you, Jess? Give everyone people's phone numbers they didn't want to while you're at it. (laughs) (laughs) So we complain a lot, and I think we complained last week about Facebook ads, and it it still sucks. I'm not saying it doesn't, but the interface, I mean, they have custom reporting that I actually found really helpful this week. I discovered that you can create custom metrics in the custom reports. So for a particular client, they have a bunch of different conversions and we are reporting on them separately, but they also wanted to have just kind of like a lump sum metric, like how many conversions did we get and what did it cost? And that's fine. I can do that math manually, but you don't have to in Facebook. You can combine metrics. There's like math formulas. You can do whatever you need to do in there. You combine conversions that you're already tracking and you can add them, subtract, divide by whatever other metric you want. It's actually really, really cool. So if that is something that you ever find that you need, or if you're reporting on something, you're doing a lot of manual math, just check it out in Facebook's custom reporting. It's pretty cool. And I did not know it was there. Yeah. And for me, I was setting up we had one e-commerce B2B client that was trying to basically liquidate a kind of product they had a lot of that wasn't as profitable as a new product coming in. So I had tried to set up anybody that looked in the vicinity in this specific category within 30 days and then also 180 days. These are these audiences we had built. So I was trying to bid differently in Google ads. So the way to bid differently for these audiences is absolutely insane. I'll I'll throw it up on the YouTube channel now, but you have to click on the audience, you have to drop down, and then you have to do your bid adjustments there or set your CPC and your CPC can't be seen in the web editor and you can't see the bid adjustments. It is the strangest setup that I've ever seen. And it, Google ads just makes things so unnecessarily hard, but I'll put it in the, in, in the YouTube and in the show notes, we'll put a, a screenshot. It is absolutely insane how you have to bid differently for different audiences. Now it's time for this week's WTH. Misguided. You're like, who does that? <laughs> Just get rid of it. I'm over it. <laughs> Where we rant, rave, and roll our eyes about a trending digital marketing topic. What are we coming to? Honestly. See what had us asking. W-T-H. This week. I'm calling this week's WTH stonks with Shep. So it all started, Jack Dorsey tweeted on April 7th, I'm moving $1 billion of my square equity, approximately 28% of my wealth to Start Small LLC to fund global COVID-19 relief. After we disarm this pandemic, the focus will shift to girls' health and education and UBI. It will operate transparently, all flows tracked here, and then he has a link to a spreadsheet where you can see all the nice things that are happening with this money and the different organizations they're going to. And you'll notice in the tweet that he says he's donating his square equity, not cash. 
So he put the money in the fund, but only 200 million of it has actually been dispersed to the different charities at this point. The rest is still sitting there waiting to be donated. And since the fund's birth, Square's stock's price has surged from $50.30 on April 7th to over $155 today. So bottom line, he pledged a billion dollars. They've spent 200 million of that, and there's still 2.6 billion left because he's just making so much money <laughs> off of his stocks so fast. And that was Stonks of Shep. That was great. We need to add like a ticker tape to the yeah, bottom of our video just because that was so perfect. Hey, CNBC, <laughs> stay away. <laughs> All right. When numbers get too big, I just zone out. But the point is, he did something really nice. He put some money in there and the amount that it's turned into now is just crazy because he's so stinking rich. The only thing I would say, like, I love it, love to see it, everything like that. But if your actual goal is to fund global COVID-19 relief, you at the time have only put 20% down based off of your initial investment. And obviously now that's even less. That's, what is it now? That's far less. It's in the single digits or something. COVID is- I don't is know what you mean. Well, COVID is happening. Why aren't you like oh. liquidating this, you know? <laughs> If it's the actual COVID relief, this is like, up. this is the time to relieve people. Oh, like why isn't he just spending it faster? Why is it sitting there? Yes, it's, we are in the middle of COVID. I don't know, but you got to ask at Jack. Just add him. Okay, well, you have $2.4 billion left to spend. So get spending because it's still COVID. It's not going to be COVID <laughs> in two years, hopefully. But it is now, so let's spend, Jack. I really hope you're right, Greg. Yeah, really. All right, now on to our grab bag. And first up, it's make an impact. And this is from PubCon. We talked about PubCon Pro is going to be virtual this year. And they have a virtual scholarship program for an impacted community. If you're looking to get tickets to PubCon, they have a scholarship. And it's great to see it covers the full cost of the ticket for PubCon. And it, eligible to imply is anybody that's been furloughed or terminated due to the ongoing coronavirus crisis. Um, and also, I thought there was some other eligibility for folks there. But if you're looking to go to PubCon Pro, head over to Marketing Clock. We've got a link right over to it. And you might be able to get to PubCon Pro, which is always the biggest, best show of the year for free. All right. Next up is a segment called Thanks, Google. Next up is a segment called Thanks, Google, and it comes from Google Small Business, at Google Small Biz on Twitter, something you probably shouldn't follow if you care about business. They put out a tweet saying, when is it time to give up on your small business dreams? First answer in the poll was never. Second was never going to give you up. And third was never going to let you down. And then they responded, We're, we sincerely apologize for that. No, you Be don't. Be cooler. Oh, I can't stand them. Thanks, Google. Actually, just help people instead of spending all this time on this bad Twitter account. Fire your social media manager and erase some of that travel debt that you got there. How about that, Google? All right. And more on show notes. Everybody listening right now has probably been to the last search engine journal, eSummit. And if you want to talk to the organizers about what you want to see more of. Hopefully you might put in there marketing clock live, which I've heard 
a little birdie. Maybe it was a seagull told me that there might be marketing clock at the next one. You can go fill out this survey monkey form and, and put in what you want to see at the next e-summit. This is your turn to vote as to what kind of content you want. So hop on over to marketingclock.com or just go to surveymonkey.com forward slash R e-summit dash interest. And lastly, on show notes here, Inbound 2020. It is the HubSpot featured conference of the year. It's a virtual this year. And generally speaking, we would say, skip this one, except you need to go this year because power listener of the show, Andrea Cruz is speaking and she is going to be talking about my cheat sheet, the secret to 10% or higher conversion rates with LinkedIn ads. Now, as you could imagine, this is going to be an important speech. So if you want to listen to it, you need to get the powerhouse pass. It is a two day pass. It's usually $119. It's only $89. And this session alone will pay for it. You'll get this session, all the other sessions, a bunch of breakouts, interactivity, and the ability to watch the sessions, I believe for up to a year. So check that out. Inbound Dot com and head over to the show notes if you want to get a link to the show. And finally, here we have extra, extra spice served up just for you. Mark from our team at Mark underscore from underscore MKTG does fire recaps of the show every week. So you got to follow him and check them out. And last week in response to Greg's working hard or hardly working about targeting expansion, he had a fire response. He said, Google is so criminal for doing this audience expansion nonsense. I also keep getting it as a recommendation for all of my remarketing campaigns. So I keep sending them sassy reasons why I don't want to accept it, which I love to hear. But we also have an update on this because we found it on the online interface. You go to audiences and then edit ad group targeting in your campaign. They moved it and made it super hard to find. And I hate them. And that's all I have to say. And I wish I could see Mark's actual messages to Google. He's probably like, no, I'm trying to make money for my clients. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. Mark love is it. the best. And now for this week's cool tool. As a reminder, our cool tool segment is not an official endorsement or paid mention. We're simply sharing something we found in our travels that may be of use to our listeners and is really, really cool. This week's cool tool is a solution for tracking your site's core web vitals in Google Sheets. And shout out to Charlie Warnier, aka Data Chaz. That's Chaz with a Z. We've had two Chazes so far in the show. Wait, you can, <laughs> do, Chaz with a, you can do Chaz with an S? The other guy did. The other Chaz did. Oh. Why not? Yeah. Data Chaz. Data Chaz does it with a Z. So shout out to him for finding and sharing this one. So if you ever wanted a dashboard to keep record of your site's performance over time, this killer sheet from Amit Agarwal, that's at Labnall on Twitter, is for you. It tracks and stores data across each of the core web vitals daily and includes handy little graphs if you prefer visualization over numbers. The best part is the data is broken out by performance on mobile versus desktop. So this is legit helpful stuff. The template is free and the heavy lifting is done. All you have to do is pop in and enter the URLs of the sites you want to track, and that is it. Once it's set up, it'll update automatically on a daily basis, which is pretty sweet. So you can read all about it at labnall.org or just head over to our show notes and we will have the link so you can check it out. Now it's time for our must-read marketing article of the week. An article so advanced, so in-depth 
so detailed that we simply cannot cover it in its entirety on today's show. And this week's Take of the Week comes from Mark Saltarelli from Cypress North, the Mark that is on this very show many weeks, and he put out a fantastic article. And he put out an article called How to Use Your CRM for More Effective Advertising and Digital Marketing. One of the things that Mark does best here on the team is he is so ingrained in the sales process after the lead has been created. We were on a call. Mary Poppins of sales funnels. Exactly. We were on a call two days ago and one of the leads hadn't been followed up with. We were with the head of sales, the BDR of the company as well. And the most concerned person was Mark. <laughs> and that's great. He loves it. And he, there's no better person more qualified than Mark to write this article. He talks about the basics of CRM, digital marketing, and advertising, how you can use marketing automation and CRM advertising in your digital marketing, how you can automate things, how to configure it. He talks about the best CRMs and marketing automation platforms out there if you're new to it. If you actually want advice, we'll be happy to give you advice. We've used everything. Many things stink. Many things are great. And we will give you unbiased advice. But he also talks about why CRM and marketing automation are not just for your biz ops. So check it out if you want to see that look across the full funnel that only the one and only Mark can give. Head on over to our show notes if you want to see more. Thank you, Mark. All right. That does it for today's show. It is now officially not Marketing O'Clock. Remember, you can catch everything from today's show on marketingoclock.com. And while you're there, please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to Marketing O'Clock, part of the Search Engine Journal Podcast Network. You're looking for more information on today's topics? Head over to marketingoclock.com for links to all the articles that we covered. And please be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. Welcome to this week's Shoot in the Hack, where after our famous Friday news show, we don't talk about marketing anymore. We just shoot the hack. And Jess wouldn't tell me what we're playing, so Jess. <laughs> but I know what it is. I know what it is. It is everybody's favorite game. It is everybody's favorite game. So we talked last week about how I didn't listen to the previous week's episode. Well, since then, I have. And I realized that Mark had renamed the Prove Me Wrong game for himself. He was calling it Bootleg Opinions or whatever. So we're going to try it again. I'm going to redeem myself. We're going to play the same game we played last week, but I came up with a new name for my version, and it's called My Sophisticated Stance. And y'all can prove me wrong. Wow. <laughs> what? So, so my sophisticated stance, agree or disagree, forget ironing. Let's just embrace wrinkles. Ironing's a waste of time. Oh, man. I hate ironing, but I'm a big person. You don't have to do it if you just hang your clothes in the bathroom while you take a shower. But yeah, that's girl. not embracing wrinkles. I don't embrace them. Well, they don't really come out that well when you do that. Let's be honest. Because I do See, it too. <laughs> I'm against you because I buy anti-wrinkle clothing for that reason. I am. Fancy. I don't like, well, it's not fancy. It just is, it's, you, instead of buying the normal version, you buy anti-wrinkle version. Well, I don't think Fright Rags sells this uh, Alfred Hitchcock shirt that I keep talking about in anti-wrinkle. I think it's just one. First one of shirt. all, Jess, if you would iron that t-shirt, I feel really, I'm just sad for you. Yeah, we should embrace, 
Yes, we should embrace wrinkles in Alfred Hitchcock t-shirts. This was so wrinkly this morning when I put it on. Forget it. I'm wearing it. I don't care. Okay, so you did you didn't iron it, right? No, why would I do that? Okay. I don't think I don't think as a rule we should enhance wrinkles. We should have a little bit more self-respect. But there's some other things you can do besides ironing. That's my stance. My sophisticated stance. Cole on our team taught me about steaming, about a steamer that works. But at the same time, you can make that decision to purchase things that don't wrinkle as easy. And I started doing that because I don't like ironing as well, but I also don't look like looking like a slob. And if you have a button down t-shirt that looks like your Alfred Hitchcock shirt there, that is a problem. Well, just don't wear button downs, wear graphic tees. Also, I too have a steamer. I think they're great, but I forget to put it away and I get scolded by the husband. So I just don't use it. So wrinkles are us. All right. Fall is coming guys. And I know wow. we have maybe you should write him a banana. <laughs> also fall is coming is already like a hot take. Well, it's, I mean, it's gray out. Look how dark we all are. <laughs> okay. What's your stance? So my favorite thing to do in the fall when I'm driving home from work, which I can't do because we're all working from home right now is to roll the windows down, get nice and cold, but then turn on the heat in the car for just a little splash of warmth, but like enjoy the coolness. Yeah. Or like no. seat warmers, toasty buns. No, just that should, that, that should be illegal. Aren't you like wasting Wait. power? I don't know if that counts in the car. I don't I really no, don't. You don't want that. You don't want to turn the heat on. You don't want to make it colder <laughs> to turn the heat on. I, I love that. I don't even know how to address that. That is, that's just crazy. Why would you oh. ever do that? It, the Mythbusters talk about how it like slows your car down and you have your windows down too. Well, if you get in your car in the summer and it's hot, it's very, very hot. You roll the windows down. You can turn the AC on a little bit and you can just start going and it's automatically cooler. But if it's cold out, you are letting the cold come into your car and turning the heat on and you are wasting electricity. Wasting is it gas. Really electricity? I don't know. I like, and but I it, feel it's like about your the windows. feeling. Falls about vibes, guys. Feelings. You know what you should do? You should open all the windows in your house and turn your furnace on. Sometimes in the winter, I just <laughs> let so a little cold air in just to no, like feel no. the briskness for oh, a just, second. No, don't tell anyone else that you do that. Just well, no. they've all heard it now. <laughs> All right, maybe I'll get you guys with this one. Prove me wrong. My sophisticated stance. Flip-flops are a walking shoe. I have no idea what you just said. There's absolutely no support. How far are you walking? Miles. Jess, there's no support that's terrible for you. I have arch support flip-flops. And they can just fall off. They flop off and they go flying away. Well, how are you walking? You walking No, I'm just walking. I'm on a mission. <laughs> and third, if you wear flip-flops, I had to wear flip-flops on a walk recently because I didn't know I was going on a walk and I got tricked into it. Your feet are filthy when you get home. Pose. Flip-flops are the farthest thing from a walking shoe that you can't go spreading these things around. That's <laughs> terrible advice. <laughs> That's all I wear are flip-flops when it's warm enough. It's too hot to put on socks and sneakers. Are you out of your mind? Oh, that's terrible. Flip-flops? <laughs> yeah. Do you wear flip-flops at all, Greg? Maybe this is more of a girl I thing. Have, I have a pair of slides. I don't have flip-flops. You don't have like the thong version? You have like the strap? No. Mm. no. To wear your know. slides? No, not for walking. Well, not those. No, you need the thong because you need the grip between so, your toes. So a funny story. My wife 
like for good reason berates me because I bought a pair of Mandals this year or last year for this year because I'm frugal Finn and I won't buy it this year. But I bought a pair of Tiva sandals and they're really the Vibram sandals. So the foot is the like Vibram or whatever foot, but she just makes fun of me all the time. And no, a, a, a flip flop tong is not thong. What is it called? It's not a thong. thong. It's a thong. Yes, it is. Yeah. Thong? Yeah, yeah, like, like the Cisco, Cisco. <laughs> Like, let me see a thong. He was talking about your feet? I don't think Absolutely. so. Absolutely. Yeah, he yeah. was. He was. Okay. I learned something new every day. And you know what else I have to say? Of all these, t- you said sophisticated stance. Flip-flops are the farthest thing from sophistication. And so are these wrinkles. Right. The flip-flops cost 99 cents. Or they're free doing? at weddings. If you go to enough weddings, okay. you'll have one okay. in every part. You lost the 99 cents. Yes, that is a good take. Nobody should buy flip flops. Just go crash Not walking shoes. Get out of town. <laughs> okay, those are terrible, and we will see you next week.